Hello and welcome to Touchline. My name is Kasper Els and I'm here with Mark Cameron. Hello Mark. Hi Kas, nice being back. Um, exciting information we're sharing with the listeners today. Um, you've got some awesome statistics that we're going to speak about. Looking forward to another excellent show on, this, on the Touchline. I just want to start once again with some sad news. Uh, the passing of Benny Hutton. Uh, Benny was the manager for uh, College Rovers second and third team and a very loved individual at Rovers. Our condolences to Benny's family and friends and to College Rovers Rugby Club. But then also some, some good news. We had Brad Binder winning the MotoGP in a splendid time of 41 minutes, 38 seconds, to become the first South African to win a MotoGP. This feat is extraordinary because he's only the fifth South African in the history of GP motor racing to actually stand on the podium. He now becomes part of this amazing MotoGP winners, where we had Paddy Driver from 1959 to 1965, and his best was a third place. Then we had Alan North, 1975 to 1977. He won one GP race, 350cc, in Imola in 1977. Then we had John Eckerdell in 1980 winning the 350cc GP championships. And then mid-70s to mid-80s, we had the phenomenal Cork Billington winning four GP world championships in the 250cc and 350 championship clause. And now 20 years later, Brad Binder becoming the first South African since the mid-1980s to win a MotoGP. Well done, Brad Binder, and thank you, you made South Africa proud. Then we also heard that the Cape Town Sevens has been cancelled. Your thoughts, Mark? Yes, it's actually very sad. Obviously, it was cancelled due to the COVID-19 that's currently in the world. Sadly so. Uh, It's just another, and that was the start of, of the Sevens tournament. Yes. Um, so it's that specific leg. I think it includes the Dubai Sevens. It does. It does include it. And it's actually quite sad. Other than us not seeing all these talented players participating in Cape Town and, and an awesome city for hosting this event, it's the cash flow that is also the issue. So it makes yes. the Lions Tour so much more important for South Africa to get the much-needed yeah. revenue to come into South Africa. Yes, that's actually very sad news for us. What I want to talk about now is the new rules that is currently being tested in the Australian leg of the, the Super Rugby. Um, they're talking about the, the 50-20 or the 20-50 rule. Um, your thoughts on those, those rules, Mark? Some of it is, is quite exciting. Um, I know the World Rugby have introduced different rules in New Zealand as well yes, as, a, as a trial period. Um, I think from a South African point of view, it's 
we're fortunate that we're not participating at the moment, so we can see how it's unfolding. Um, some of the ones in the Australian leg, um, I think, is quite interesting. It, obviously, it's it's there to try and favour the attacking side more than than the defending side. Um, so the kicking game, for argument's sake, is is something that that bodes well with an attacking side, because you can kick from out your own half into the 22, and then it's your line out. Um, I just think that the defending side, it, it, it's, it's a tactical thing there where the coaches need to think as to where their players need to be stationed um, for an attack outside of your specific half and how you're going to defend that. But I think it's an exciting one. Um, one that I, don't, that I don't like too much is the one where you have to have a, instead of having a 22-meter dropout, you have to drop out from in-goal area. In area yeah. But I understand the reasoning behind that. That's obviously for the attacking side to, to but do get, you, get the do benefit. Do you think that it will have the effect that they, that they plan, that it will add to the flow of the game? I think some of it would. Um, the thing that I've seen though is, and, and, and it might suit South African rugby because we kick more often than not, whereas New Zealand play with the ball more often than not. So um, I think what will happen, though, is you'll see a little bit more kicking, tactical kicking, yes. and that puts the defending side under pressure. So if, if you've got a, a pivot that's that's got a good boot on him, you'll get you out of your own 22 into their 22 and put their, the pressure on them again where, where you will get the line out. Whereas in the past, if you kick it out directly or indirectly, it's the opposition's ball. So I think it's a tactical battle. And as a coach, for one, if I had a good tactical kicker, I would use that all day. So it just makes sense. But now the fact that the ball have to bounce in the field of play to make it your ball again will bring the, the back three into play more more often. And and they got to be more aware. Do you really think that it will add to, to the flow of the game? I think so, because as a, as a defending side, um, your back three, which is your two wingers and your fullback, have to obviously stand further back, yes. whereas in the past, um, you'd be right up in the front. So it's a tactical thing. If your fly-off is aware of what's going on in front of him and your, and your back three is pushed up, then you'll put it behind them. If not, where the defending side will now obviously stand back thinking that you're going to kick, you can use that as a weapon as well because all the space would be in front of you now to attack yes. with ball in hand. So I think it's a tactical it's a tactical thing and your more shrewder coaches like the Rasi Erasmus and that would be able to exploit something like that. So I think it's a win-win, um, but yes. the emphasis here obviously is, it, is to try and benefit the attacking side. That's why your breakdown rules are, are important as well where you can't roll twice anymore. You have to place the ball immediately and the yes. first receiver on yeah. the ball that is great. Um, a guy, old guy in South African rugby like Heinrich Brousseau, he would have featured in, in the new law changes should we go ahead with that. Because um, currently it's too technical and, I, and with all due respect to them, I never want to be a referee, but I think the referees probably got it wrong more often than not, whereas now it's clear cut. You have one yes. opportunity you have to place, otherwise you get penalised. Yeah. In talking about the breakdowns, um, the new rule now that you have to have two hands on the ball um, not one hand anymore, and your motion have to be upwards and not backwards like they used to do, um, as well as if you are in the ruck, you've got to roll um, east-west, as they talk about it. You're not allowed to roll north-south anymore. Um, do you think that will have a, an effect on the flow? Definitely. Um, I think your, your penalty count initially, 
would skyrocket because yes. as we saw in the Australian and New Zealand conferences in the beginning of the Super Rugby tournaments when they started there were plenty penalties week in and week out until they got accustomed to what they're doing. As coaches, we, some coaches, as uh, coaches we teach our players how to manipulate that specific space yes. where it now becomes quite technical and, and easy. In the past, as you were saying, hands on the ball. In the past, you just place your hands on the ball. You don't even struggle for the ball and the referee would yes. penalise that person in your favour. Now you have to have a physical action where your hands are on the ball and you're basically lifting that player off the deck to show the referee that you've got hands on the ball. So I think it, it becomes less technical because and more obviously for the referee to... Yeah, and that you have to have two hands on the ball. Exactly. And, and you're not allowed to have your hands around the player, the opponent, opponent anymore. Correct. It's got to be two hands on the ball and it's got to be an upwards motion. Correct. So it just yeah. makes yes. it, it makes it easier, but it's more clearer yes. um, from a refereeing point of view. And spectators, Definitely. because yeah. you know your, your best referees and coaches sit on the side of the field. Um, we as coaches look at it one-dimensional because you're only focusing on your side more often than not, except when you do your yes. video analysis afterwards. Um, so there's always finger pointing at it, but this is clear cut. Uh, you go in and you steal or you're out. So it makes it easier. Yes. So you reckon that there will be some of the, those rules implemented throughout? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think a lot of those rules will be implemented. I hope some of them don't get implemented. Yes, definitely. Um, like the one where you have to kick off again from within your in-goal area. Um, yeah. I understand that, as I said, because it's, it, it's there to favour the attacking side. So obviously if I play against you and you have to kick in from your in-goal area, I'll take it any time. But if it happens to me, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but um, it's, it's all for the flow of the game. And if you look at world rugby currently, there's a little bit of a lull in it. The only when it really gets spiced up is when the Lions tour, we were playing the World Cup. That's why Super Rugby is going through these changes where we might be moving out of Super Rugby. So yes. all that creates an environment where we want spectators to come back and watch rugby. Even with Toti Rugby Club and Rovers or wherever we play, club rugby is the future of South African rugby. And if we can bring it Different down to things. our level and get it right and yeah. make it exciting and entice players to come and play, um, then... I and think get the flow of the game right. Definitely. Then we had some good news this week as well. It was government gazetted that our professional teams have got the green light to return to play. Unfortunately, though, without spectators and no international events. I think it's great. It's something that we've been waiting for. Um, you know, if we, if we look at the worldwide, where New Zealand and Australia have started playing, our guys went back to training, I think it was about two or three weeks ago, so now the green light's been given to play. And as a spectator, I would love to be on the side of the field to watch, but because of the COVID, we're not allowed to go. I think it's still great. The rugby can continue. We can watch one of our favourite sports. Um, so I think it's great at the end of the day. Unfortunately, that remains with the professional league and not the amateur league. Yes. So from an amateur point of view, we are still good to go, hopefully early next year where we can start training. But the Curry Cup is around the corner, and that's another thing that, that Saru is trying to do is to revive the Curry Cup to make it as, as strong as it used to be in the years gone by. The glamour event. Correct. Um, and, I mean, all our top players this year will participate in that, whereas yes. 
in the past the top Springboks hardly played in that, but it was a good grooming ground for the youngsters to come through. So our Curry Cup this year, I think, would be played in a in a two pool tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But it would be strength against strength. So that's that's great. I can't wait. Cas, I'd also like to take this opportunity just to thank all the ladies out there for all the wonderful work that they do in general, and for the married ones, to for their husbands and for their kids, and wish them all a happy Women's Month. Month of August is a Women's Month. Thank you for all your support from a rugby point of view. Obviously, thanks for all your support and support of the rugby players. And then from a Mamsam Toti Rugby Club to the women, a big thank you. You are rock stars. And then on the subject that we mentioned last week, a Mamsam Toti Rugby Club is 75 years in 2021. And just a couple of interesting statistics. The club was formed in 1939 and then abandoned due to World War II, started up again in 1946 when a team was entered to play in the DRSU, the Durban Rugby Sub-Union League, at Hutchison Park as the HQ ever since. In 1974, the first under-20 team was formed and enter into the local league. Also in 1974, the club started the very successful mini rugby program and was also promoted into the second division by beating Durban Wanderers. In 1994, with the expansion to the Premier Division, all the clubs in the second division was automatically promoted to first division. Amams and Toti played in the first division up until 2013. In 2013, we were the champions for the second year running, which then promoted us into the Premier League from the 2014 season. Cas, I remember that like yesterday. It was such an exciting time for Toti community and well-deserved for the Toti rugby players that have done the hard yards and stuck with Toti rugby club throughout the years. Um, that specific night... It wasn't an automatic promotion. They had to play Harlequins in a promotion relegation game. That specific game went into extra time for Toti to walk out victors. And since then, we haven't looked back. Um, we've gone on, and I don't know if you'll add to that, but we've gone on to play in the Murray Cup. We've won the Murray Cup. And all this coming through from the, from the lower ranks. So yes. Toti, Toti stepped up to the plate. Now, since there, we had um, two third places in the Premier League, um, one fourth and then the two fifth places. We've won the Murray Cup, we've won the Junior Murray Cup, and we did well in all the other leagues that we played in. And Toti became a force to be reckoned with, hence the, the nickname, the South Coast Terriers, that was given to us by Joss Robson. Robson. Our planning for 2021 would include our senior club, under-20s, third team, second team, first team, and our ladies team, our youth club from under-6 right through to under-18, and our old boys. And hopefully, we can also include the night series and our barbarian side. 
Yes, it's exciting for the community. It's exciting for Toti Rugby, um, more so that we know that the British and Irish lines are coming to South Africa. And as I said last week, that Kingsway High School would be featuring in a line sports festival where we will take our first rugby side, first netball side and first hockey side to participate in that international tour. I'm excited to know that Mamsum Toti Rugby Club will also be featuring at that specific tournament. Yes. Obviously, we will still um, do the final count to see who we'd be taking, whether it's one or two sides, but definitely a side will participate in, in that specific tournament. So there will be a flavor from youth to the senior guys, all representing a Mamsum Toti. Sounds great, Mark. Now, in saying all of this, we would like to appeal to the community to help us with some information with regards to team lists, team information, committee setups from, from way back, newspaper articles, photographs, and even clothing from way back. If anybody wants to contribute, to be part of this, or to help us in any way, please let us know. Cass, yes, I agree with that. And then if uh, we can appeal to the community, maybe to come on board and, and, and help us and support in the form of well-needed funds, um, either by putting their hands up to do some fundraising for us or a sponsor of, of some sort, um, it would help us tremendously as... You know, other than the planning and that the cost involved in hosting something like this and for us to go to the Cape is, is quite high. So um, if the community would, would like to get involved, they can maybe just send yourself or, or me an email. Um, they can definitely wanna, do that. Yeah. If you just want to share the email addresses with them, please. Yes, Mark, they can contact us at chairman at amamsantotirugbyclub.co.za or at coach at amamsantotirugbyclub.co.za Cas, we've come to the end of our chat show. It's always nice to share some time with you, chatting rugby to the community. Um, it's nice having all the listeners listening in too and getting all the positive feedback that we hear. Looking forward to next week's show. I wish you all well. Till next week. Thanks for tuning in to Touchline. Please join us next week for another packed rugby chat. Goodbye from Touchline, myself, Kasper Els, and Mark Cameron. Have a great rugby week.